Hello and welcome to EQ Above IQ, Parenting with Emotional Intelligence and Healing the Inner Child. My name is Trina Casey and I'm your host. Thank you for joining me today. And I wanted to first apologize. I have major allergies going on, so I've got the sniffles. So excuse me, I will try to get through this episode as clearly as possible, but allergies happen and so does life. On this episode, I'm going to be talking about the subject that everybody is talking about, Will Smith, Chris Rock, and Jada Pickett-Smith. And I wanted to put an EQ spin on this situation because it is spiraled out of control. And so instead of having the conversation about who was right or who was wrong, I'm going to actually talk about why and how do we solve this in the future? Because the truth is all three of them were having trauma responses. And that is the conversation we need to be looking at as a whole, not who was right or wrong. So a quick recap, Chris Rock said some hurtful things about Jada Pickett Smith at the Oscars. And then Will Smith responded from Jada's look of hurt to go upstage and slap, not punch. Let's not get hyperbolic, which a lot of people did slap Chris Rock. Now, first, I want to break down something that's really, really important. There's been a phrase that violence is not the way, and I agree. So I'm going to break it down with the principles, the five principles of emotion intelligence. Quick recap, self-awareness, self-regulation, motivation or purpose, compassion, self-compassion or empathy, and social skills or community skills. Those are the five principles. Now, the joke poked fun at Jada Pickett Smith's bald head, which is actually due to a condition called alopecia, something a lot of Black women suffer from, and there really is no cure. Your hair could grow back or it could never grow back. There's a, a lot of Black women suffering from that because of the conditions in which we are forced to wear our hair because of institutionalized racism and supremacy. Our hair has been shunned for so long. I recently shaved my bald, not because of alopecia, but because it was sort of an embracing moment for me. I have worn weaves, wigs, braids, all of it. And in the climate that I'm in, it's really difficult to do those styles. And because of the time, as I don't have as a single mom, I take care of my son 90% of the time with no assistance. You know, you have to let something go. And so I let go of my ego around my hair. And with that came an, an amazing sense of freedom. So I actually celebrate her choice to just go bald because she lives in Hollywood. She's got tons of money. She could have just rocked wigs and everything else until the cows came home and looked, nobody would know. But she taught us all a lesson about self-love by saying, this is what's going on to me, with me. And I know there's been a lot of people out there saying, you oh, they talk too much about their stuff. I think the Smiths for the most part are trying to live and heal in a system that hasn't quite caught up yet to the reality that vulnerability is a superpower. And if it's not being said from a face that looks familiar in the power structure, AKA a white face, you know what? 
it can't be true or it's a problem. And I know that also in my community that talking about your business has always been shunned, but it's also a coping mechanism that is very unhealthy towards healing. So I applaud anyone who is breaking generational curses by expressing their pain. And the fact that she does it with her daughter and her mother, all three connected to the process of healing and generational trauma, I applaud that. I think it's beautiful. And I think that we need to start having more conversations with our families in the way that she does. So one, that needs to stop. And really what I love about this whole, I shouldn't say love about this situation, all things negative can bring about a positive change. And so even though this dysregulation that Will Smith had towards Chris Rock, he has absolutely gone above and beyond to make amends for it, in in my opinion, and, and take accountability, which is a huge part of the emotional intelligence piece. So back to this story. Chris Rock made a joke about her alopecia. He was aware, made a whole documentary about black hair. It is obviously a focus for him and his family and his daughters. And I don't know, I think there's a old riff from what I can understand about the emotional state and psychology of people, relationships. Chris Rock and Jada Pickett Smith worked together on a film. She's a beautiful woman. Right around that time, her and Will Smith started dating. Who knows? Could have been some crushing happening. Chris Rock has been open about his struggles with his relationship. He is currently divorced, porn addictions, blah, blah, blah. I think there's some old resentment and stuff there. And this joke is, wasn't the first of attacks towards Jada, Will, and his family. And one of the things that I don't like about comedy, certain types of comedy can be very punch down, not punch up or lift up. I don't find that type of humor funny anyway. To me, a lot of comedians that I know of suffered some major childhood traumas like Chris Rock, who was, he said he was beaten up daily, abusive household, sexual abuse. There's a lot of pain going on there. Richard Pryor was the same. So was Red Fox. So was Eddie Murphy. Let me tell you, the greatest comedians have not lived funny lives. Let's just put it that way. So I think a lot of times comedy is a way of expressing that pain in a way that people can relate with that is funny, you know, and then we mustn't forget Bill Cosby. Wow. That was a huge, huge disappointment for the black community. And listen, powerful man, money got ended up getting out of jail anyway. Let's do something. Let's get into reality. We all suffer from some form of trauma. Some of us get a stage and some of us don't. And I think some of the times when those of us who get a stage come on that stage, we're not prepared for the pressures of what that stage offers. And some of my closest friends that have worked in the industry, I can tell you are some of the saddest 
and the most depressed people. And unfortunately, I think the industry feeds off of that feeling of low self-esteem and uncertainty of who you are because you're more pliable. And as culture and society has shown us, those who don't like themselves are easier to control because they're always looking outside of themselves for answers and that the media totally takes advantage of that. So by this, do that, you need to look like this, you need to be this, you need to watch this movie to sell this and that and this. You know, it's all interconnected and we need to come to a place of reality around that is what's been happening for a very, very long time. You know, we live in this cause of and effect life. And as a Buddhist, I strongly believe in cause and effect. So his joke caused Will Smith, actually, let's take that back. His joke caused Jada Pickett Smith to look sad and hurt, even though the jokes were coming and everybody was laughing at those jokes. That joke landed differently for her. And in mid-laugh from the previous joke, Will Smith looked over to his wife and saw her in pain because she's been honest about how painful it is to lose your hair. Just because you say, okay, I'm going to make this alopecia my friend doesn't mean that every day it still doesn't remind you of what you have lost. And since hair is a huge identity piece in almost every culture, you know, Native Americans don't even cut their hair because they believe there's a spirit that resides. And so do African cultures who style their hair in those particular braids and crowns and all kinds of things. This is a huge part of identity. And, you know, should it be? Probably not, but it is. And so getting your head around, letting that go is a difficult process, just like any attachment. It's a difficult process. So she made a face. Will and her have been public about their struggles in their relationship, but also have been open about how much they love and care for each other and are willing to work on that relationship. Not many people have the fortitude or strength to do that privately and to do that publicly puts an extra pressure on you and your relationship. So they're public figures. They have been for a very long time. They have these problems like many celebrities, but they decided to work it out publicly because they're already public. So... He saw the pain, reacted, got up, and slapped him. Slapped. Let's not be hyperbolic. He did not punch. He slapped. And that means something different in my community versus any other community. A lot of people wanted to equate that with a major punch to the face and stuff like that. I'm sure it hurt, but it's not the same And I think that was one of the reasons why I kept hearing a lot of people in the Black community say to the white community, you can't be a part of this conversation because you don't understand. I get that. And as a Black woman who has been in the position of being punched down on her whole life (laughs) to have to fight for every little morsel of success, in seeing a Black man do that for a Black woman, There was a sort of like, wow, a bit of celebratory, not 
of the violence, but of the protection, which is something that we as Black women don't get a lot of in culture and society. Matter of fact, our emotions are often weaponized as something scary and unwarranted and undeserving of. And as a person who working in this emotional intelligence field, I am a human being that actually happens to be a Black woman. I have a range of emotions and they usually connect with cause and effect. They don't just resonate sitting, percolating, ready to explode. They actually are usually caused by something or someone. Now, I take a lot of steps to regulate those emotions, but they still exist and I still acknowledge them. And even with words sometimes, that acknowledgement is not respected. So he got up and slapped Chris Rock. Chris Rock took it, and I think he took it because he knows in our culture what that slap actually meant. He didn't press charges because he understands in that culture, our culture, what that slap actually meant. He is now profiting from that slap on his tour prices went from 40 to $400 a ticket. So he's okay. Now, what really happened for all three of them is called a trauma response. Since they've all been so deeply traumatized through childhood into adulthood, and I would say now, even now, because of the scrutiny from all sides, then that's creating more trauma. Now, as a culture and society, we live in a time where media makes money from talking and recycling, recycling certain narratives. Really, in my opinion, this story probably should have ended just as quickly as the Weinstein did and as uh, Kid Rock and Tommy Lee fight at the VMAs. You know, there's a special lens placed on Black bodies that I think is unfair and unjust, but it's actually how the continuation of dehumanization of a group or a culture continues, it's almost like a knee-jerk response that takes self-awareness to see. I had a very good conversation with a dear friend of mine who's always been very supportive of me and my endeavors and my book. Matter of fact, she was the first person to buy this my book, Galaxies Well. And I appreciate her so much. She sent me flowers when when I first was going through this horrible situation with my ex, I have so much gratitude for her as a human being, as a person. She just happens to be white. And um, she commented on the situation. And I went to a private chat and explained to her why it was nuanced and why Black women were feeling this way and why Black men were talking about it this way. And, you know, really making her understand because she commented in the way that everybody did. Violence is not the way. This statement I agree with, but it's also filled of hypocrisy, especially right now as Europe is in another war, as the whole establishment of most of the world has been done through violence. Violence presents in different ways. And that's one of the things, one of the nuances that self-awareness will bring to light, you have to understand and have compassion for the people who are going through 
their trauma responses due to a historic state of violence that some use to their advantage and then demonize others. You know, throughout history, Black people and all people, to tell you the truth, have been demonized as inhumane, not human, savage, or violent, inherently violent, which none of this is true. And the reason why is the colonialists wanted to have justification to go and perpetuate violence, to take violence onto people, to take things from those people. So it's very hypocritical for people to say that violence is not the way when it's currently happening all the time. Police officers kill Black people and incarcerate Black people at numbers much higher and percentages much higher than any other group, especially Caucasian. So we need to really take out the hypocrisy out of this situation and realize that violence is a part of the human state of being for some people. It's not us, us I mean, Black, Latino, Asian. It's not us that didn't use the violence in a way to colonize the world. And, and it's really grossly unfair for people to get on this, this bandwagon of basically lynching Will Smith, who has taken accountability, taken accountability, said the word sorry. He's now, from what I hear, banned for 10 years to the Oscars. He is going to rehab, which for what I don't know, could be anger management, could be just healing, it could be who knows. And quite frankly, I don't even care. What I care about is he continued his public, very public life to do the right thing when making a mistake because we're not infallible. We're all making mistakes. And the, the most important thing to stay out of narcissism is to make amends, is to apologize. I tell you all, we're all just children walking around in adult suits, pretending we have it all figured out while we spread our trauma to everyone we meet, especially our children. This inner child response was triggered by Chris's inner child pain, feelings of insecurity, and Jada's feelings of insecurity through living and growing up with a mom who was a drug addict, who she felt abandoned by, who she's had a lot of loss. And then other things happened. But the point of it all is that healing comes from transparency. You can't keep hiding secrets and letting them fester and expecting some type of healing. That has been the problem. That has been the hush of the Roman Catholic Church who molests children for hundreds of years and raped nuns for hundreds of years. That caused the problem to continue. And it's not just the Roman Catholic Church, it's all religious affiliations have this problem. I think it's Tennessee that is just trying to pass a bill 
to remove age limits on marriage. Yet, they will create laws and ban teachers from using the word gay or talking about different gender education. Love has no gender. So if we're going to have these debates, we need to get underneath the reason that they're there. The reason they want to remove the age limit is because they want to marry children, children, abused children, children unable to speak for themselves, parents who will sell their children. This is old. This is not new. This has been happening for a very, very long time. And until we actually unpack the history as it is and hold those who created it accountable, it continues. You know, this is not a popular idea for the, the people in charge, of course. This limits their access. But if we don't want another generation and generation and generation to grow up traumatized, to grow up in pain, we have to stop the trauma now. We have to stop generational trauma now. That happens with transparency and healing and no more secrets. On my website, thisreallifebooks.com, it's in my mission statement that we stop the secrets because having secrets continue the cycle. And those in charge want the cycle to continue because they benefit. People who are broken down, hurting, traumatized, are easy to manipulate. Let's just get it real. And as a parent, it is our responsibility, it is my responsibility to raise confident, competent, loving, compassion, self-compassioned human beings. Because that ends the cycle. That calls the spade the spade. Those kids will have the emotional intelligence to see the truth of the world. So, yes, violence is not the optimal or desired way to solve your problems. But they have been, it has been the way. And we can't cherry pick our disdain when it suits us. And we can't continue to have our minds colonized in that truth. There were a hundred different ways, in my opinion, that could have gone down. Will Smith could have gotten on stage, could have embarrassed the heck out of Chris Rock and said, hey, at least I have a wife. Uh, hey, at least, you know, my wife doesn't have a porn addiction. You know, could be all kinds of things to go back verbally. But let me tell you something. As a child, the things that hurt the most are the words that come out of the mouth of people who were supposed to take care of you, protect you, and love you. Those words are violent. 
they can be violent. And let's let's start it. A your mama joke back in my hood would get you slapped. You don't talk about somebody's mama. You don't talk about somebody's wife. You don't talk about somebody. This is something that's primal. It's I don't imagine I could ever do that, but I would protect my son tooth and nail. I do. If I hear somebody verbally assaulting him, I'm on it because that's not right. And if I'm there, I'm not going to slap another kid, but I'm going to do something about it. I'm going to, I'm going to say, Hey, you don't talk to my son like that. This is the beginning. Violence comes in different forms and it usually comes with words because the truth is stick and stones will break my bones, but words will never hurt me is a lie. Words hurt deeper. They hurt deeper. They're remembered in the, in the psyche. Neuroscience teaches us what trauma does. And that includes verbal violence and put downs. And that's why we don't verbally assault our children in front of other people, period. In my opinion, period. We have to learn to self-regulate, to say what we need to say in a way that doesn't destroy the spirit of that child for the rest of their life. Be honest. You had somebody that you cared about say something to you that you still think about to this day. It may have been a parent. It may have been a teacher. It may have been a friend. So let's stop this lynching, as I call it, and let's move on. Let's be grateful that, you know, there's a cause and effect. Cause, bad choice of words, effect, slapped in the face, another effect, banned for 10 years for the Oscars. This is life, people. This is life. What we need to do is start living it more fairly as a community as more, more compassionately as a species, because this is in us and we can take steps to bring awareness that it's in us. But until we do that, it's always going to be in us. So let's be self-aware, self-regulated, motivated to continue to become more egalitarian and compassionate for each other and work together as a community better. Thank you for listening. Go check out my books. Go check out my products on thisreallifebook.com and have a blessed day.